Welcome back to Beauty Marks Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Savion, and on today's episode, I have Robin German, which is going to be sharing about having an autoimmune system disease and how she has used her story to inspire others. So let's just get right into it. So today I have a special guest, Robin German. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to be here. I am so excited for people to hear your story. Um, Can you say a little bit about yourself, what you're passionate about? Yeah, so I am an actor and model, and now I'm also, I guess, an activist. Um, So I'm really passionate about acting and just getting different stories out there in the world. I grew up um, experiencing all different cultures. I've moved my whole life because of my dad's job. So I really take inspiration from all the things that I've seen and experienced. And I just feel like every culture and every person has a story and it's worth sharing. And it's so important to get that message out there. Yes, that is so true. And that's even why I started this podcast. It's like everybody has a story and it's like there's there's so many stories that inspire others. Um, So let's get into your story and how, um, you know, you're passionate about a lot of things, but you are truly um, an advocate for just sharing about alopecia. So those that don't know about that, can you just get into that? Yeah, so alopecia is an autoimmune disease Um, it affects your hair follicles so basically your body thinks that the hair follicles are bad and it shuts them down and then it causes the hair to fall out that's like the easiest way to describe it Um, but i also have something called hashimoto's which is another autoimmune disease and so because i have one you're more susceptible to get another one um and i don't think that hashimoto's and alopecia are necessarily like always connected i just think it was the luck of the draw that i got that but there's also all different types of alopecia so i've kind of gone through like multiple types because when i first lost my hair i lost all of it I lost my body hair, my eyelashes, my eyebrows, and then it grew back. And so now I just kind of have like patchy like spots missing. Um, So there's all different types. And there's some people who never get their hair to grow back. And there's some that do and it never falls out again. But me, I go through phases. Like right now, I just this morning, like taking a shower, had so much hair falling out. Mm -hmm. So it's just a constant battle because there's no cure for it like all autoimmune diseases, they don't really know, they can't find like the reasoning or what it stems from. So it's really hard to do research on it because it affects every person differently. And so there's no cure. There are treatments, but they're kind of just like band-aids, like temporary fixes. Mm. And how did you first find out that you had it? Um, Was it something gradually or it was like one day, like you woke up and you're like, what is this? So about like almost 10 years ago now, I woke up to go to work and I put my hair like in a ponytail and I felt like I was like fixing my hair to put it up and I felt a missing patch on the back of my head and that had never been there before. And it felt like, like super soft. Like it just felt like hair never existed on that spot on my head before. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the doctor or I went to the dermatologist and she immediately looked at it and was like, this is something called alopecia. I know it's hard, but like, try not to stress about it. It'll grow back just because I think, because she could tell, because it was just a patch. Mm -hmm. 
but she asked if I'd ever gotten my thyroid looked at, which at the time I was like, I don't even really know what a thyroid does. And so I went and got all these tests done and that's how I found out. So I have hypothyroidism, which is caused by Hashimoto's. Mm. And so then I just like, I got on the right track to like fix that and taking like thyroid medication. And then I truly tried not to stress about it. And it, I would say it was probably like a couple months or like maybe six months and my hair started growing back and it like grew back. It's crazy. Overnight it grew back like an inch and it was like one day I didn't have hair and the next day I woke up and it was there. Mm -hmm. So that happened. And then like five years passed and nothing ever happened again. I never thought about it, never worried about it. And then I woke up one day and the amount of hair that was on my pillow looked like someone had like cut my ponytail in the middle of the night, like so much hair. It looked like a horror movie, honestly. Wow. And I got up and I went right to the bathroom and I just like, I don't know, something in me just knew that I was going to lose all of my hair. Like I just, I remember looking, I can still like close my eyes and see myself like staring at myself in the mirror and I just like kind of accepted it. Like, I mean, I was terrified and I didn't really know, but I just think because I had already lost, lost that one patch, I was like, it's a possibility to lose it all, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I went back to the doctor and At the time, though, it wasn't like it was just shedding, like thinning hair. It wasn't really like big missing spots. Mm -hmm. And so the dermatologist um, thought it was something else that was just like a phase caused by like extreme stress or something. Mm -hmm. So she was like, don't worry, like it probably will start to grow back, but let's just check you in like two weeks and see what it's like. And the amount of hair that I lost in that two-week span, like, it was insane. And so they knew that they definitely were like, like, okay, this is probably alopecia. Mm -hmm. And they told, I mean, it's kind of just like, there's nothing really you can do. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know I have it. And that's the most frustrating part is I know what it is, but there's no cure for it. So what can I do, you know? Yeah, because I know what you, what you said before about like stress. I have, and I've known people that have started patching and losing hair because mm-hmm. of stress. Like your body's pretty much like reacting to the amount of stress or your emotions or whatever mm-hmm. you're going through that you start losing that. But for you, it it started. They were assuming that, but then they realized that it was tied into other things in mm-hmm. your body. Yeah. Um, and so, how was that process of first finding out? And then dealing with, like, were you covering it? Like, were you telling people? Or, like, you were still waiting to find out what it was? So I I don't know. A lot of people ask me how, because this was only, like, four years ago that this happened. Um, and a lot of people ask me how I'm okay. Like, uh, how I'm just so accepting and, like, positive about it so quickly. And I don't really have an answer. I just feel like I was given this strength for a reason. And so from the very beginning, like it definitely was hard. And I had like a couple weeks of like, you know, hiding from the world and like not talking to anyone about it. Just like almost like two weeks of like being in a depressive state. Mm -hmm. And then I woke up one day and I was just like, 
I can't change this and life is too short. Like I, I should do something with this. Like I am meant to share my story and inspire others. And so that's why I feel like I've been okay with it from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I've, I've always been open about it. I've shared it with my family and my friends um, at work. I share it with people who ask me because I wear wigs and head wraps. Um, so a lot of people will ask me about my head wrap and I just straight up say like, oh yeah, I wear these because I wear wigs and I have alopecia and I don't know. I've just always been open about it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's such a burden and such a weight on your shoulders to keep that inside and not share it with anybody. And I think a lot of women are scared to, or men too, are scared to be open about their story. But I have found being open has always come back to me tenfold. It's always um, shown me value and rewarded me for doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you also see how other people have been able to like you can inspire others to know that mm-hmm. they're not alone in that walk you know n- now I know you have a community of people that you talk to and you also follow people that are going through what you're going through so yeah. that you can relate and be like wow I woke up this morning and I was feeling the exact same way compared mm-hmm. to if you didn't like you're kind of hiding and you're kind of like in your own bubble it kind of yeah. makes, it makes you feel alone it makes you feel like am mm-hmm. I the only one experiencing this like this is you know, miserable or, you know, whatever that might, might be. Um, yeah. Cause when it first happened, like I didn't really know, I don't know anyone personally now. I mean, besides like that community, I don't know. I didn't know anyone that had alopecia. And so I did feel really alone and like, yeah, people can relate. And I feel like, you know, another woman with their hair can understand what it would be like to lose it and not have it, but they don't really get it you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, there were so many times where I just desperately wished there was someone like a blog that I could find or someone's Instagram that I could find that talked about it and that I could relate to. And, and I couldn't at that time. And so that's what really inspired me to kind of put my story out there because I want people to know that we're not alone, you know? And there is such, it just like dawned on me one day to use the hash, like search the hashtag like alopecia or hair loss. And then that opened up a whole new world. Mm -hmm. Have you been supported in every way throughout your journey? Or has there been people that kind of haven't, you know, fully like have, like, don't know what to say to you in that? Like, Mm -hmm. how has that been? I've definitely have been supported. I have a huge support support system with my boyfriend and my family and everything and my friends. Um, and they, I feel like if they could have it their way, like my boyfriend, I've been so supported by him cause he would just want my head to be shaved. Like he doesn't care about it. You know, like mm-hmm. he sees me for who I am and that I'm more than my hair, mm-hmm. but I have found like, I have some friends that, you know, I've told them that I want to maybe shave my head and just like, you know, take charge of it. And they're like, oh my God, no, like you've grown, you've spent so long trying to grow all this hair and like, you do have a lot, like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they're right. You know, that's kind of why I have been hesitant to shave it, but I'm also just like, yeah, but it's such a struggle every day. Even though I have hair, I don't have a full head of hair. So it's something that I deal with every day, you know? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I do get, I think the hardest thing is that I do get looks from, it's almost like a pity look because people associate hair loss with cancer Mm. going through chemotherapy because that's really the only time that we've seen hair loss in the world and, or been exposed to it, I feel like. And so I get like, if I wear a head wrap or like when I didn't have hair at first and I'd wear like just a hat or something, um, the looks like walking through stores and stuff, just the looks from people of like pitiful, like sadness, you know? And I just want to be like, I want to wear a shirt that says like, I'm okay. (laughs) Like, don't worry. (laughs) No, you can say hi to me and just treat me normal. And then I do have people, I'm a bartender um, Mm. outside of acting and stuff. So I have people all the time that just straight up ask me if I have cancer. And I just, that baffles me because I'm like, what? Like, I just would never ask someone that. Like, maybe you think that or wonder that, but I would never have the guts to just straight up ask someone that I don't know, you know, because you also don't know what people are going through. Like, maybe I do have cancer and I'm having a really rough day that day. And like, you triggered something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just feel like people, I want people to be more kind and more, aware of what other people are going through in their life you know that's so true honestly that's it's very sad to hear that that you Mm -hmm. have had those experiences because you would think like I would never say that to someone like I would never like you think like I think I feel like I think about that before I ask those kind of questions Mm -hmm. um so what would be just because I want to be also educated in that what would be the right response or what's the right thing to do in support of that I think really just being there for them. Like, I think what's helped me so much is that everyone in my life has just been like, okay, like that's, this is what we're going through. Like, we're going to get through it. We'll be okay. Like, and then also letting me have those bad days. Like I often, I think part of it is being a male and a female. Like, so I think that as a male, it's a little bit different just because our, I feel like to males hair isn't as important in a way or like our looks aren't as important and so I've had times where I'm trying to like fix my wig or my head wrap and it's just not working and I get so frustrated and my boyfriend is just like he just doesn't get it he's like just go out like with nothing on you know I'm like I can't just do that you know or like I'm sad and you and you know people try and like lift me up but I think you need to, it's important to embrace those sad moments. It's important to have that time. If you just want to sit and cry for five minutes, sit and cry. It's important to not let it build up, you know? And so I think just really embracing that for your friends and like just letting them, I mean, with anything that people are going through, I think it's just important to let them, the other person know that you're there. However they want you to be there, they're there. Yeah, that support is very important. Um, No matter what you're going through, I feel like sometimes just someone being there, like literally like you're doing nothing, but like they're just there or they, Mm -hmm. you know, just send you something or like, hey, thinking about you, like, you know, sending, you know, like positive thoughts like your way. It's like, like just letting them know that you're there no matter what. And then whenever that person feels comfortable talking about it or if they need something, then you know, you say, Hey, yeah, I need some time. Like, or, Hey, yeah, I would love to hang out. Like I need, you know, to kind of get my mind off things like that person can communicate what they need at that moment. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah. And I also think just always like reminding yourself that even 
I mean, in the grand scheme of life, losing my hair is not that big of a deal. You know, like it's not physically hurting me or anything. And so I feel like at times I feel guilty for like complaining about it or being like upset about it, but everybody's struggle is different, you know, and everything that they have to go through is important to them at that moment. But I think a lot of times like my friends or people in my life forget that it's something that I think about every minute of the day. And like, I do embrace what has happened to me and I'm open about it, but there's not a minute that goes by that I'm not thinking about it because it's every time I look in the mirror, it's every time I'm like in a changing room, like having to like, if I'm wearing a wig or it's every time I'm like, I don't really go to theme parks anymore. And I talked about this in one of my YouTube videos because I reviewed a product that kind of like made your wig stay on Mm -hmm. and it was amazing to me because it worked and it opened up like this whole new world for me that I realized I had forgotten about, you know, like I can't go to a theme park cause my wig would fly off. Mm. And then, or like going to the beach. Like I used to love going to the beach and going into the water and it's just not something that I can really do. I don't know. It's just an obstacle now to have to figure out how to do it. So I just think remembering that it's an ongoing journey for people, you know, whatever they're going through, it's something every day, you know? And then something for them is a really big deal. Cause I mean, you say that like in the grand scheme of things, but like, I think that that is, especially in today's world, which we were talking about that the beauty standards for a woman is like Mm -hmm. long hair. Like you have to be snatched. Like Mm -hmm. you have to have your eyebrows and your makeup and your body. Like, like, I feel like that pressure that we have as women. So I can't even say to you that like, I wouldn't care about that. Like, I feel like that stuff is important because you also have like that external pressure as a woman of how beauty looks like and what Mm -hmm. it should be like. Um, So what do you think about that? Like when it comes to the pressure and and how you've gained confidence in yourself? So I, yeah, the beauty standards are just, they're really hard because I feel like as a society, we have come very far. And right now in like the modeling industry, they're embracing all different types of bodies and diversity. But I still feel like there is this, like, there is a block and there is like this idea or pressure put on us of what a woman, a perfect woman should look like. And I mean, we are like, it's spit at us all the time. Like all the ads we watch for like hair care or like shampoo, you know, or like makeup, everyone has like luscious, long, thick hair, you know? And that's still a thing. That's like what people want to have. And I never, I can't name a commercial that I've seen that someone doesn't have hair or has like a patchy head like me, you know? And even in movies, I feel like unless the character is like purposely shaving their head for something or is like a superhero or some kind of sci-fi thing or, you know, an empowerment scene, I want that to be different. And I think that that was something that really inspired me because I love acting and I realized like that's something that I don't want to give up. So how can I take what has been given to me and really make it work for me? And so I really feel like 
the beauty standards, they need to change. And I think that we are beautiful with or without hair. Mm -hmm. And I see that every day on like my social media and the girls that follow me and message me. And I just, there's something so like charismatic and radiant about people who are just confident in their skin, no matter what it is. It could have like, it could be that you have like a birthmark or something on your face or something that makes you stand out. And I really think that what's so attractive to me is people that are confident in their skin and just own it and say like, this is what I was given and I can't change it. So this is me, you know? Yeah. And and knowing that the inner beauty is so much more valuable than Mm -hmm. just the outer appearance of what you want. Like there's some people that I know that like if their insides were actually reflected on the outside, they wouldn't be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like they aren't reflecting, but there's those people that like, no matter what, like their radiance of beauty goes beyond their looks. You know, it's not because it's just like something that flows like of confidence and of Mm -hmm. joy and like positivity and just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just empowering to see people like that. And I really do admire people that are genuinely like, it's like beauty does radiate from the inside out, you know, and that confidence. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that like in your story, I feel like you can, you inspire a lot of people and you even inspire me to be honest, because um, just seeing how no matter what, like you've taken that as like your superpower, you know, like this is what was given to me. So I'm going to make the best out of it. And how can I actually help other people walking through this? And mm-hmm. some people don't take that look. Some people don't think about how can my, how can my story help other people? Like they just think about their own selves, you know, yeah. but if you've been able to build a community um, for people, you know, mm-hmm. that are going through those walks. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think it's no mistake that I w- was interested in acting. It's no mistake that I have like, I'm good at like public speaking. I think it's no mistake that I have this confidence. I feel like it was almost like divine intervention that this happened to me and I was given this for a reason. And I feel like if I can, I want to obviously inspire other people that have alopecia to live their life how they want to, but also the messages that I get from people that don't have alopecia that are still inspired by me and like still tell me, Hey, like I was having a bad day and your post like turned my day around. Like, thank you so much. Like that is worth it to me that I will always, always be vulnerable and open just because I know that like I can affect one person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, on your bio, you have something that says helping women embrace the beauty by living their truth. Um, can you talk more about what that means to you? Yeah. I think it just ties in like everything about beauty standards and this pressure that is put on us of who we should be and we should always be perfect. But I think that what's just so amazing about humans is our layers and how we aren't just like one one type of thing or one way like we are all different like I have so many layers a part of me you know Mm -hmm. and I think it's important that we embrace that and we embrace what was given to us that makes us different or makes us stand out a little bit because I just again life is too short and I think that we're meant to live it to the extreme and meant to really embrace everything that was given to us and it does inspire other people And I think that even if someone doesn't tell you, like, I think it's important to know that, you know, if someone, 
if a little girl losing her hair saw like me in a magazine one day and I had like patchy hair or I had no hair like that and that inspired her to know that like she's okay and she's normal too like that is worth it to me and that's what I want to get across to the world yeah I love that. Honestly, you are inspiring <laughs> to so many people. Um, and what's one last thing that you want to leave um, with people that you want to share about their story, embracing their truth? Like, what do you want to leave? I just want to remind people that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to feel alone. Um, I often refer to my journey as a journey through self-discovery instead of like to self-discovery because we're ever changing and every day is a different thing and it's okay if you're not like it's okay if you follow me and you have not shared with anyone in your life that you have alopecia and it's okay if you've shared it with a hundred people like just know that like every step you're taking is important and it's towards the end goal and so if that's like a little you know, five minutes every day where you like take a picture of yourself and document like what you look like without a wig. Or if it's like five minutes every day where you meditate and take that like self-care time or where you spend time like looking at other people on social media or watching like their YouTube videos, just anything to help you get through that and know that you're not alone because we're not and I know, I know what it feels like. Like I am very confident and open, but I have my days. And like I said, every day it's something I think about, but I just don't let it get me down in the grand, like in the larger overall thing. I don't let it get me down because life is too short and we only have one life that I know of. So. Yeah. <laughs> Live it to the fullest. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I, I love that. So thank you so much, Robin. Where can people connect with you online? So you can find me on Instagram. It's um, just Robin German. It's spelled R-O-B-Y-N-G-E-R-M-Y-N. And then also my YouTube channel, you can just search my name. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm on all forms of social media, but those are the two that I really focus on. So um, thank you so much, uh, Robin, for sharing your story. And I really, really am so honored that you were able to be so open today. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow her and as well, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and I will see you guys in the next episode. I hope you guys have a great week.